Welcome to Round Hill Radio, the podcast from Round Hill Community Church. Through our conversations, we discover the holy and the ordinary, find moments of grace and peace, and redefine what we're talking about. We talk about faith. Good morning, Ed. Good morning, Leslie. How are you today? Oh, well, thank you. How about yourself? You know, it's Monday. <laughs> we're making Amen. it through. So far, so good. So far, so good. <laughs> so far, so good. I'm just going to be really upfront and say this is my first week of teaching, so I'm a little... Um, we're rooting for you. Thank you. Mm-hmm. You know, and I in turn am rooting for my kids. Yeah. So we're just going to keep passing along. <laughs> Root for her. I do have some fun, some fun new things for them that I'm excited about. So Good. I'm also like nervous because I want them to like, I want them to like the new things I got. Oh, so they will. I hope so. I made them a board game. Oh, it's really sweet. Cute. It's really cute. I made them little, little uh, star shaped um, pieces. For yeah. as they move along and progress, because they're my little stars. Oh, <laughs> I know. I st- I stole that from Nancy actually, How but I thought that was that? really sweet. <laughs> <laughs> the people around us make us sweeter than we are. I have to say. Oh. So, what are we talking about today, Ed? We're going to talk about the world. Let's talk about the world. The whole thing. The whole world. Yep. The yeah. whole world. I won't break into song, but I just know that I'm tempted to right now. It, we're right on the verge. <laughs> yeah. He's got the whole world right. Yeah, there we go. Well, you know, that's kind of starting there, right? That, that's that great old song. He's got the whole world in his hands, and mm-hmm. it's such a great inclusive, you know, vision, right? It's got everybody. What makes me think about, when I think about the word world, as I often hear it in church services, and I want to confess that I have also participated in what I'm about to describe, Uh-oh. the word often carries, let's say, at least a vaguely negative connotation. Mm -hmm. You know, we often speak about the challenges of the world or the world seems in such a mess or, you Mm -hmm. know, it's just often connected with some feeling of negativity or trouble. Mm -hmm. You know, the world is in peril. We talk about climate change. And as I've picked this up over the years, this has been a little bit of a pet peeve of mine, you know, where I've said, do we really want to be talking about the world in those ways? Because uh, in the biblical narrative, the world is often described as a place of great grace, possibility, creative energy, um, interconnectedness between peoples. And that's not limited to the biblical narrative, right? Right. So anyway, that's what I'm thinking about on Monday. How's that? <laughs> is that a big world. enough topic? That's a big topic. Start big. Literally big. Yeah. Yeah. And um, so that's, I, I'd like us to become more thoughtful, or I'm inviting us to become more thoughtful about how we use that word, because I think it affects our attitudes. I think, yeah. And I think it also can foster this idea of separateness, mm, mm-hmm. that there's church, and then there's the world. Yes. And somehow those oh. are separate. Oh, uh, Thank you. Part two of my pet peeve. Oh, good. Yeah. Yeah. So whenever I hear, I often hear prayers that say, we pray for the church and the world, as opposed to, let's say, the church in, in the, the world, world. Yeah. right? Or the church for the world. And like that, one. that notion of the church and the world reinforces this idea that we're like this little separate enclave, right? Mm-hmm. And somehow, as you say, disconnected, right? or maybe at least kind of, you know, there's an aversion to the world that we're trying to foster, right. which we're not, right? We right. have this core text, for God so loved the world. Uh, you know, the earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof. That's really... 
um, a much more generous view. Right. Well, and you think about, I mean, there are, there are elements of the tradition that are, you go to be separate and to be, but those are exactly. not our community here right. or what, what, what we're doing here. We're, we're, you know, we're people of the world. Mm-hmm. We leave the building, we come back to the building. We do. You know, it's back and forth. Um, it makes me think of the number of times I've been in a meeting and they're like, well, in the real world. Oh, yes. And I'm like, well, I'm pretty sure my mortgage <laughs> is in the real world. So it's all, I'm, I'm not like, <laughs> what, like, what do they think we're doing here? <laughs> yeah, exactly. What, and what is unreal about this space we're sitting in right now, exactly. right? Exactly. That's what I always want to wonder. I like that, that I might have to use that next time. You go right ahead. Thanks. Yeah. I just, it's such a funny thing because I feel like, what are we doing if we're not part of the world? Right. I, I think about uh, maybe Jesus exemplifies what we would call an immersion experience in the world, right? Somebody who's fully engaged mm-hmm. and uh, chooses to become part of a particular place and people and take on all of its possibilities and its struggles. Right. But he's definitely in the world and for the world. Right. Right. So uh, this may seem like such a subtle thing, but again, even if we, if you listen to news broadcasts, uh, political speeches, on and on, sermons, prayers, you'll, I'm quite confident (laughs) that we can see plenty of evidence where there is this, again, negative slant. Mm -hmm. And if there's ever a time when we really don't want to see that, I would think it's right now. Right. 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 When we want to be in, I'm probably using the word wrong, but in communion with our neighbor. Oh, yeah. Communion. Yay. I love it. Thanks. (laughs) And lo and behold, right? The tradition within many churches for the first Sunday in October is to celebrate World Communion Sunday. Mm -hmm. It was started by a Presbyterian pastor during the Great Depression. Uh, He was living in Pittsburgh, I believe. And his notion was that it was a time when probably churches were feeling like they were, had their work really cut out for them just to survive. Sure. But he didn't want them to lose a sense of connection with one another for the sake of the world. So he uh, started to develop this idea of World Communion Sunday, and he wanted to express that the ritual of communion or the Last Supper, Jesus feeding or eating with his disciples, mm-hmm. uh, the very last thing that he does with them, is something that the churches can share. And actually his son, I think this man's name was Hugh Kerr, and his son said later that World Communion Sunday didn't really begin to take root as a tradition until the Second World War. Because there again, with the world at war, here was a chance for people to say, no, the world is still precious and beautiful, fragile. We want to care for it. Mm-hmm. Let's not start thinking of it all as an evil, you know, a place of where evil dominates. Sure. So today that tradition still lives. And um, what a great time to celebrate it now. So how does World Communion Sunday feel different to you this year? Or in the past, I guess, two years, because this is our second mm-hmm. one in COVID times. Yes, COVID times. I I think that right now, actually, because of because we're living in a time of global or world pandemic, mm-hmm. in a way, we've been forced to think of ourselves as a world community. And we've been very conscious of how this pandemic has affected the entire population across the world. Mm-hmm. Climate change has done the same thing, 
right? It's challenged us to think about ourselves as one living community across the world. So I think the way it feels to me now is that uh, we, we still have this opportunity to start thinking about ourselves, you know, not as one congregation or one community, you know, in a sense distinct from the world, but rather as one congregation part of a larger global church, one community part of millions of communities around the world. We're deeply interconnected. And although we say it all the time, you know, that one action in one part of the world can affect people in many different places, we really know the truth of that now. Mm -hmm. And unfortunately, we did experience the negative side of that because of the pandemic, because of COVID-19. On the other hand, we've seen the courage of first responders across the world. Amazing, right? Right? In every country, people have just been extraordinary. And that makes me glad to be a citizen of the world. And so I think that's how I'm seeing it now. I feel like I'm more more and more uh, that citizen of the globe. Yeah. Um, And that the the ultimate image of humanity in the future is a picture of the entire earth. Yeah. I'm trying to find what the sound of our World Communion Sunday will be. Because normally you're like, I'm going to do world music. I'm going to do music from this place and this place and this place. And that feels a bit trite Uh to me this year. Uh I want to find something in it that reaches a little deeper Mm -hmm. into the the subject, I think. Mm. Still working on it. It's a great question. I guess one one thought I have about this, uh, as I told was telling you earlier, I was at a memorial service for a very dear friend this past weekend in New Hampshire, Mm -hmm. Bud Thompson. And Bud was the creator of the Mount Kearsar Indian Museum in Warner, New Hampshire. Died at the age of 99. He was a global citizen. Wow. And just an amazing individual who cared very deeply for the stewardship of the earth. And that made him especially appreciative of Native Americans and their traditions, their ecological traditions. So at his memorial service, there was a drumming circle. Oh, cool. And uh, this, so they, three, a group of drummers sang three different Lakota songs. And before they started, the the lead drummer, if there is such a thing, I think that's probably not accurate to say, but one of the drummers said, there's going to be energy here. Ooh. And that energy is going to be about giving thanks for Bud's life and helping to send him on his way. And I was so struck by, you know, just his thoughtfulness about that, the spirituality behind it. Mm. But it felt like, you know, that drumming is always in a connection with heartbeat. Right. Right. And so I think universal sound is that sound of the heartbeat. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's what comes to mind. Is your, But that's a very good question to raise. What's the sound of... Uh, that would encourage our understanding of being part of that world communion. Yeah. Hmm. I love that too. That makes me think of something Tom hmm. Troger said once, which is that um, we, we, we are a drum. Oh, wow. Because love of our, our heartbeat and we are, we right. are an instrument. Yeah. You know, you think of St. Francis of Assisi, make me an instrument of your piece, but you are yourself an instrument. Yeah. Right. We can make music in so many different ways, just, with ourselves just by being who we are just by being who we are by speaking or singing or clapping or patting or the beat of our hearts Mm. i love that idea that each person is a living drum Mm -hmm. on the heartbeat is that sound that's a beautiful beautiful sound one kind of thinks about you know dance to the beat of your own drum well the beat of your own drum is your heartbeat yeah 
Yeah. Which is kind of interesting. I think one of the things that's really special about this time of year, you know, people are opening up their windows at night, you know, the Mm -hmm. the weather's getting a little cooler, but it's also to listen to the sounds of nature outside. Yeah. There's a chanting of the insects and creatures out there. And that's another reminder of being part of a universal spirit Mm -hmm. and a universal sound that's going on all, all across the globe. It's so funny you mentioned that because yesterday uh, we had worship outside. We had blessing of the animals. <laughs> Speaking of sounds, um, <laughs> there were multiple things about that were cool. The thing that I first thought of was um, when Shannon was uh, reading the scripture, which was the Beatitudes, you know, blessed are the poor in spirit, etc. The wind started. Oh, yes. And it was such a beautiful, like, sacred moment of just hearing the, the wind through the trees and the scripture. It was really stunning. And then um, the dogs all had things to say. <laughs> at all the right times. At all the, I mean, they were good. They knew. I think they were, they were great congregation they members. They were tuned in. I have to say. They were expressing <laughs> themselves, you know, saying amen, I'm sure. They is weren't what they holding were back. Saying. No. Yeah. They were expressive. <laughs> I just felt, I was, I laughed and I was like, I really should have brought my dog. <laughs> But it was like, I thought, you know, trying to make do music and watch her would have been a bit, a bit much. Yeah, yeah. But then the soloists were like, we would have watched her. Oh, oh so sweet. <laughs> next year. Everybody loves Penelope. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, so next year, hopefully. But I think the outside thing worked great. It was beautiful. And I think to be outside these days for worship for any reason, yeah. the weather has turned kindly towards us here for a while. That's right. Just spectacularly beautiful days. And it, and it is this sense of being connected and a part of something really vast. Every once in a while when I'm walking outside at night looking up at the stars, I try to do that as regularly as possible. Mm-hmm. I think to myself, you know, I'm just this infinitesimally small speck <laughs> in this vast thing that just doesn't have any end to its vastness. Right. And yet each of us has a place here. Each of us has some place in the circle of life, and it's such a remarkable thing to think that, mm-hmm. you know, and then to appreciate that everybody else belongs here. Right. You know, everybody else is here and has an opportunity to respect that and cherish it. And I'd like to think that our work is helping people to immerse themselves in the world in ways that really give them joy and are good for the world. I was thinking about this kind of, I was picturing kind of a cycle in my mind of, I feel like sometimes people come to a spiritual community, faith-based community Mm -hmm. to, for themselves, rightly so, right? Mm -hmm. For, for healing, for comfort, for encouragement, what have you. And then I think, that cycle is to go back out again, mm, right? That mm-hmm, we, mm-hmm. we, we, we bring in our, our friends and then we also want to be reaching outwards. Mm-hmm. You know, I think so a lot of the times we get stuck in this very, like the first part. Yeah. And then yeah. it's the going out again, mm-hmm. which, you know, for us has been challenging of course in COVID because, you know, our, our service organizations have been really changing how they're doing it. So it's sort of, the act of giving has changed a lot right now. Um, but that kind of cycle that its own circle of, of faith life, I guess. Yeah. Yes. I, I do think it's that it's that 
constant rhythm, right? It's the inward and the outward. Mm -hmm. And uh, if we can find a way, if each person finds a way to live that rhythm of life, then then the it's as if the whole world reverberates with mm -hmm. that goodness. Mm -hmm. And over the years, I've known so many people whose uh, experience has been limited because of all kinds of circumstances, sometimes health or economic circumstances, but who've then said, hey, we're going to be as creative as we can in finding a way mm -hmm. to reach out and uh, have just done the most uh, remarkable things. You know, you do what you can do given a certain circumstance. And then as things change, maybe you can expand that. But, th but I think the church you know, is a place where we learn how to love the world mm -hmm. and how to deepen our reverence for it. And that can all begin by how we, you know, how we choose to see it right. and hopefully to see it as our island home here in the great vastness. Right. And then there's that idea of, of course, you can't think, I don't think we can talk about the world today without talking about, you know, cre creation justice right, mm -hmm. and, and global, the global issues therein. Yeah. You know, and as a church who identif self-identifies as a green church, mm -hmm. I think, you know, we're not only loving our neighbors, but we're loving the ground under our neighbors. That's right. You know, this wholeness. So we're we're thinking here, you know, at, at, at Round Hill Community Church about how to add solar panels to mm -hmm. our buildings to increase our solarization power and take less away from the environment. So I happened to ask someone who works with um, communities of faith all across New England uh, hey, how how many communities of faith have have done this? And she said, a lot. Hmm. And I thought that's really encouraging. Very cool. Very cool, right? And so there's a nice community that's developing. That you know, I think we all want to be a part of mutual encouragement. And the earth is going to feel the benefit from that. Right. But I was I was kind of mildly surprised actually, and I thought that's really good news. She yeah. said she kind of said you know more than you might think. <laughs> <laughs> but that's a very telling answer, isn't it? Isn't like, it? you wouldn't think that many, but actually I love everyone. I know, right? Yeah, and I thought, well, we got to be less, you know, we've talked about getting a little louder sometimes. Oh. There's a thing we need to get a little louder about, that here's some really good news that all of these, not all, but many of these communities and want to be part of this. And, you know, I hope we will too. That's very cool. Let's leave on that good news. Amen. So thanks, Ed, for joining <laughs> me today. Next week, we will welcome our interim associate pastor, the Reverend Shannon White, mm -hmm. which I'm sure will be a spirited conversation. It will be fun. Uh, so thank you all so much for joining us today. Roundhill Radio is brought to you by the friends and members of Roundhill Community Church, and we will see you back here next week.